Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Kieber, coming to you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. It is great to be with you. Normally, this would be the Friday Pundits Premier League preview, picks and prognostication show. We'll go through all 10 matches in the Premier League. But due to COVID, there are only five. Disappointing. So we're going to talk about that. Let's talk about the impact that COVID has. Let's talk about the situation around the Premier League. Let's take a look at the table. And, of course, we will give you the picks that we have for those five matches coming up this weekend as well as give you some uh, very good places to put a little money if you want to do that. I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network, as well as uh, Sirius XM and the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. It's a pleasure and a privilege to have you guys with me. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, right here on these very networks. Also, I'd like to welcome you if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app, or if you're just checking us out on our podcast uh, through our podcast network, which is uh, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. Uh, you can also find us on Google, Apple, Spotify, you know, all the normal sorts of stuff. Uh, loads of postponements uh, this weekend, uh, including Man United Brighton, which was going to kick it all off. But look, we're going to get to it all in detail because we want you to be fully armed, loaded, and ready for the matches this weekend. Um, we are presented by betonline.ag. All of the odds and picks that we're going to give you are courtesy of our good friends at betonline.ag. So hope you'll check us out. Uh, we're also going to take a look around the world of football, check out some of the hot stories that are percolating in what is most certainly the greatest reality show on earth. Great, great sports theater, isn't it? The Premier League, great sports theater, including a possible replacement for Anthony Martial at Man United. To talk about what uh, Jose Mourinho is up to at Roma. Uh, let's talk about Everton, talk about some of the issues going on there and uh, discuss just how much trouble uh, Rafa Benitez is in. All right, those are the su- uh, stories we're going to get to today and loads more. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back, TV party. Do we even have those anymore? I mean, with streaming, it's kind of as if those sort of timed special moments of television are a thing of the past. Now, you just watch whatever you want when you want it. And and I, for one, am fine with that. I just think sometimes you lose those great water cooler moments. You know, I think Game of Thrones maybe was the last regularly scheduled series that kind of developed those water cooler moments. We don't have those anymore. All right, welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio. 
Nick Eber with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. Um, there are only five Premier League matches this weekend. I'm going to give you all the picks and odds when you're ready, should you decide to place a small wager or two. Now, if you do want to bet on sports, and it's a lot of fun, provided you, of course, do it responsibly, um, you know, I, I have to recommend to you Bet Online because uh, they're back. They've been around for a long time. They're better than ever, though. They've got a brand-new web interface. It looks terrific. So if you're into the rest of the NBA season or you know, Premier League season or you know, the Champions League, what have you, you really have to go here. They've got more props, odds, lines than they've ever had before. They're the number one spot for basketball, for gridiron, for soccer, for you, know, you name it, they have it. Whether it's boxing, NHL, UFC, they've got casino games, they've got tennis, they've got golf, um, snooker. I mean, r- r- really everything that you may, you may want. Uh, and if you go over there right now to their up, uh, using their updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today. And you can get 50% welcome bonus. That's 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0. BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to get that bonus from, uh, you know, everything. They have everything, sports-wise. Have a lot of fun with it. Head over there. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. It's actually where I started betting online, if you can believe that, and where I still do today. Hey, really interesting story. And, you know, usually I'm extremely critical of UEFA and FIFA and these sort of endless tournaments that kind of seem to grind on and on and on and on. And, you know, I was excited when the Nations League was announced because I thought, good, this is great. This is a wonderful way to get rid of these really tedious and meaningless friendlies. But then it kind of got lost in the mix a little bit in terms of, you know, there's really not that much to win at the Nations League. It's still better than those interminable, dumb, friendly matches with, you know, 800 substitutions and playing, you know, the up-and-coming talent from the under-12 roster, uh, that sort of stuff. They don't do that anymore. For that, I'm very thankful because I, I just I just totally... I mean, look, I, I, I've had trouble getting that interested in international football these days anyhow i used to love it i mean since a kid you know england scotland the home friendlies the you know the world cup the euros i mean this is the stuff of legend growing up but but you know as the as the premier league has come to the forefront and club football has become the greatest reality show on earth with the absolute world's best players my interest in international football has waned to be honest with you yeah, I still watch the World Cup. Yeah, I still watch the Euros. Yeah, I like Copa America. Okay, I, you know, I, I, I get it. I, I, I like that. But the interminable qualifying, it's like I just want to turn off and just turn it on when the tournament starts. Part of it is these qualifiers are so long and so dragged out that it's not like it's a storyline with chapter after chapter. It's like you pick up, you know, volume one and then you read a book and then you, you pick it up again six months later. It's, it just it just loses that momentum. It, you know, it, it's just not that interesting. 
So the Nations League came along, and I thought, great idea. We can get rid of the friendlies. We can have another tournament. It kind of got boring. But now, hey, listen to this. They are saying that the UEFA Nations League has is done at the end of this season. And that from 2024 onwards, it will be a combined UEFA CONMEBOL Nations League that will include teams from CONMEBOL from South America, including Brazil and Argentina. Now, I have to tell you, this, my friends, this is a stroke of genius. Because we all know there's not a team from CONCACAF likely to win the World Cup anytime soon. There's not a team from Asiana likely, or the, or the African Football Federation, that's going to win the World Your World Cup winner is going to come from Europe, or it's going to come from South America. So you're talking about the absolute two powerhouses of global football, UEFA and CONMEBOL, putting them together in a global tournament that's not the World Cup, getting rid of, you know, Liechtenstein and those types of, 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 of teams is going to create a lot of interest. And more importantly... It's going to put those international players in the international spotlight finally and create some real bragging rights, which is something that they're actually doing right now. They've got something called the finalissima, finalissima excuse me, uh, which is going to be between the, the winner of the uh, uh, Euros and the Co and Copa America in June of next year, which means Italy's going to play Argentina in London for the Finalissima. But Zinio Boniak, who is uh, UEFA vice president, said this current iteration of the UEFA Nations League is the last of this format. We had a meeting with Conmebol, the Confederation of South American Countries, and from 2024, teams from this continent will join the competition. They're still working on the format. The six top-ranked South American nations, Argentina, Brazil, likely Colombia, Chile, Peru, and Uruguay, are going to add to League A of the Nations League. That's going to set up matches between Spain, Germany, England, France, Colombia, Chile, Peru, Uruguay, Argentina, Brazil. Folks, uh, this... This I'm excited about. And the, and the B-level teams, the Bolivia, Ecuador, Paraguay, Venezuela, are going to play League B. I love this. Folks, this is brilliant. <coughs> this also will totally kill FIFA's concept of a World Cup every two years. This is riveting. This is a mini World Cup. You want to set up a Nations League that's meaningful? It's right here. All of a sudden, uh, seven years later, because by the time this comes up, five years later, we will have traded meaningless friendly after meaningless friendly after meaningless friendly into a true mini World Cup where the top teams in Conmebol are going to play the top teams in Europe 
And that, my friends, is, I think, going to set up a tournament that is every bit as exciting as the World Cup. Because every single World Cup winner has come from either one of those two confederations. The betting is going to go absolutely crazy, so make sure you're all signed up and ready to go at betonline.ag. All right, I could take a break. I am really jazzed about this. For me, with all the bad talk of, in football right now with COVID and the impact, this is a, finally, international football's done something I can really, really get excited about. All right, I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, a little search and destroy from the Stooges. Love Iggy and the Stooges. Uh, truly a band that set the future. One of the early proto-punk bands, and Iggy just a legend. Anyway, welcome back to the show. World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. Uh, I'm going to avoid the music history lessons for you. We're presented by betonline.ag, and you can find me here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM uh, each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, then again 9, that's 9 Eastern Time, then again midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on these very networks. If you miss any part of the show, you can always find us on our podcast. That's at the Believe B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Good that could be uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, you get it. That's where the podcast is. It's available as soon as the show is over, so you don't have to wait. Well, we had some uh, matches midweek. I kind of went through all of them on the last show, most of them, but let's just recap. Villa going to Carroll Road and continuing the misery for Norwich. Speaking of misery, uh, Marcelo Bielsa's side, Leeds, got an absolute spanking against Manchester City away at the Etihad. Leeds United now find themselves yeah, clear of the drop zone by five points, but a, a disappointing season for them, no doubt. They've only won three games on the season. It's not so much the get winning of the games that's disappointing for Leeds. It's the fact that they've scored only 17 goals in 17 games. That puts them on par, essentially, to score 38 goals this season as a total. Now, if you want to compare that to last season, they scored 62 goals. <coughs> so, I mean, they are scoring at half the rate. And, and given the style of football that Leeds United play, that's a problem. That's a very big problem. However, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley are just so unbelievably bad right now that I think they'll be protected from the drop because of that. But they've got to sort of watch themselves because you never know. Anyway, getting spanked by seven goals is not a good thing. They have currently conceded the most goals in the Premier League behind only Watford, Newcastle, and... Uh, is that right? Watford, Newcastle, and Norwich. Actually, they've conceded more goals than Watford. So they've conceded more goals other than uh, Norwich and Newcastle, and that is bad. 
minus 15 goal differential. Wow, that's pretty awful stuff. Again, only Nor Newcastle has a minus 19 and Norwich has a minus 26. So, yeah, things are bad at Leeds, but they could be worse. Did anyone really expect City to lose that game? I, I mean, no one did, but I don't think anyone expected a 7-0. Villa go to Carroll Road and punch Norwich in the gut on a 2-0 victory. You know, we know Villa's very capable of doing that. And away from home, oftentimes, is where Aston Villa are really at their best. At the Emirates, the big London derby on Wednesday, Arsenal beating West Ham United 2-0. I was actually surprised by this result. It does seem that the travails of the earlier on in the season are a thing of the past, and now Arsenal find themselves up in fourth spot. Now, keep in mind, United have a game in hand, and if they were to win that game in hand, they'd be at 30 points. Keep in mind, Tottenham have two games in hand. Same thing, they're at 25 so if they were to win both their games, they'd be at 31. So it, it is a very interesting race going on right now for the fourth place in the Premier League. And trust me, that's what the race is right now. Because there's eight points separating Arsenal and Chelsea. There's 11 points, 12 points separating Arsenal and Man City. And 11 points separating Arsenal and Liverpool. So the, 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 fourth, the gap between 4 and 3-2-1 is really big. And you have some big clubs fighting for one spot. Arsenal, West Ham, United, Tottenham, Leicester. I mean, Wolves are in the mix. Getting a good 1-0 away at Brighton. Anyway, that was the next one I wanted to talk about. At the Amex, Wolves get huge, some huge points against Brighton. At Selhurst Park, unsurprisingly, two teams that have not really impressed this season, Crystal Palace, Southampton, battle to a 2-2 draw. And on Thursday, Chelsea and Everton, the shocker result here. Chelsea dropped points to Rafa Benitez at Stamford Bridge. I had thought that this was going to be... You know, I, I, I've said a few times on the show that I felt that Chelsea were susceptible to making some... to dropping some points this season. And, and clearly, you know, we see that. But you have to think, when Mason Mount scored in the 70th minute at Chelsea, they're thinking, we got this one. But, you know, then all of a sudden, Jared Braithwaite scores his very first goal in the 74th minute, and it's a 1-1, and they share the points. I mean, Chelsea were absolutely dominant, right, throughout this game. They had 80% possession, 10 shots on target, 23 shots overall. Everton had three shots on target. I mean, th think about that. That's a huge, huge... This, if you want to talk about a smash and grab, folks, this was a smash and grab. Chelsea dropped points. They're now three points behind Liverpool. They're four points behind uh, City. 
coming up for Chelsea is Wolverhampton Wanderers, who are coming off a very nice victory against Brighton. The final match, Liverpool against Newcastle. And I will say this about the match. It looked like Newcastle, who took an early one-goal lead. You never really thought they were going to win the game. But you thought, yeah, you know what, maybe. Is this sort of that off day for Liverpool? Is this that day when they don't score goals, when Salah doesn't come through, when they're unable to break them down? And it looked that way, and then, you know, then it wasn't. And it ended 3-1. By the way, I'm surprised that ball that Trent Alexander-Arnold rocketed into the back of the net uh, even stayed inflated he hit it so hard it was it, it was a tough result for newcastle who didn't play as bad as their league position warrants but liverpool continue their role and it is starting to look and again you know we'll see where we are in the next couple of weeks it is starting to look very much like Liverpool, Man City are going to start to pull away from the pack. So much depends on the upcoming next match for Chelsea, who have, you know, in the last five matches, okay, Chelsea have taken eight out of 15 points. They've gone from top of the table, looking really, really solid, to, you know, dropping what I would consider silly points. Dropping points to Everton at home is, to me, dropping silly points. I mean, Everton are okay. You know, they are currently 14th in the table. They are currently leaking goals like a sieve, and they are currently having difficulty scoring. Put that together, and with Everton, you had a team that had, what, won one in their last five? Have they lost four in a row coming into this one? Have they lost four of the last five coming into this one? I think that, yes. Pretty, no, they'd, they'd won one in their last five coming in. Let's come into this one. One, two, three. No, they'd won one, lost four in their last five games. Means that they'd taken three out of 15 points in their last five games. I mean, this, this was an unlikely point for Everton. As I said, a smash and grab. Those are the midweek matches. Now, we had some big matches set up for the weekend, but because of COVID, many of these games have been postponed. As of right now, there are five matches planned. Villa Burnley, Leeds Arsenal, Wolverhampton Wanderers Chelsea, Newcastle Manchester City, and Tottenham Liverpool. Clearly, the biggest match of the weekend, the final one, it is at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham hosting Liverpool. And we will see what Liverpool are made of here. Because Tottenham have won three in a row. We're going to get to this after the break. You're listening to World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. That's a great place to reach me. I'm there. I respond. I love to talk to you. I love to talk football, politics, whatever you want. I'm available, music. 
By the way, I just wrapped this event. I, I mentioned this uh, uh, yesterday. I just wrapped this event that I produced here in Las Vegas. We had Kings of Leon, Maroon 5, Arcade Fire, Billy Idol, Alice Cooper, the Stone Temple Pilots, and then on the DJ side, I had Blau, Rocky Aoki, and BT. Oh, and the Bass Masters, or Bass Jackers. Pretty insane. Had a great time. Thank you, Gala Games, for making it possible. All right, I'll be right back after this. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need all right, welcome back to the show. World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. By the way, the holidays are coming up, and you know if you're looking for that special gift for that special person, you want to say goodbye to dull and boring gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. They use cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques. They crack the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, folks, of only $800 per carat. She wants a, you know, three-carat diamond ring. You don't have to spend 50 grand. You can spend 2400 bucks. They have the same chemical makeup as natural diamonds. They're just grown in a lab. And because of their process, they can create stones in pink and blue, as well as, of course, the classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. They're priced so you don't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com. That's lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds. Well, there's never a dull moment. It's tough for me because the holidays are here. And, you know, I have uh, two, I have three sons. Two of them have birthdays in December. I have two nieces that have birthdays in December. And uh, it's a very, you know, expensive month for presents. I bought my uh, youngest son for his birthday a new gaming computer. And uh, some, you know, more crap from Best Buy. You know, it seems like that's the only thing they want. My oldest son, he's an adult, just gave him a little cash and life was good. Anyhow, welcome back to the show. We've got a lot to get, a lot of football to get to. Uh, I am super excited about this Nations League change uh, I mentioned to you in the first segment of the show where they're going to be adding the CONMEBOL teams both in the A and the B tier to the A and B, B tier of the Nations League. This is exciting stuff. And, you know, there is a lot of talk that MLS and... Uh, Liga MX are going to do a similar thing. The only problem for that, and look, that's that's great, you know, regionally, I guess. But it's the same issue that Major League Soccer have in general. They're just not the best league in the world. So MLS and the Mexican League aren't the best leagues in the world. So, you know, it's nice. But, you know, CONMEBOL and, and UEFA are the best confederations in the world for football. So I, I think it'll be cool. And, and by the way, I am actually kind of interested in the MLS uh, Liga MX 
combination and, and what that would look like. All right, well, let's get to it, though, because we do have a whole bunch of matches coming up. Not ten, like I would wish it were, but we do have five. There have been a lot of COVID, COVID, that was a COVID postponements, COVID postponements. And uh, that is getting me a little scared for this wonderful kind of silly season of fixtures. I mean, the, the natural thing would be to say at some point, the team's got to work in a bubble now and start shutting things down and put things a little bit behind closed doors. But, but let's get to it. First match is Aston Villa-Burnley. Uh, and Burnley had their game postponed last time because of COVID. That was their mid-week game. Uh, and, and they've just had a, a tough season for Burnley because they've been, they really haven't got any momentum at any point in the season. Um, they haven't even scored in the last three goals. Villa, on the other hand, have Steven Gerrard, who's won, what, four wins in six games as manager. They beat Norwich. And, I, I just, I, you know, look, I, I just don't see any way at all Aston Villa are going to uh, lose this match. And they are the odds makers' favorite at minus 138. Again, all odds courtesy of betonline.ag. You have to take that one. Uh, Southampton, uh, Brentford... That has been postponed because of COVID. Now, Brentford manager Thomas Frank says all COVID, all matches should be postponed. I, I actually don't agree with that. If you've got teams with healthy players, they need to play. If they don't, then they don't. But if you keep canceling matches, we're going to have a season that's just going to be in, going to continue to drag on into late summer. All right, let's talk next. Uh, Watford Palace was postponed because of COVID. West Ham Norwich postponed because of COVID, which brings us to Ellen Road, where Leeds United are going to face Arsenal. And, you know, so much of my predictions in football have to do with the mental side of the game rather than necessarily the tactical matchups. Leeds United have injuries. Leeds United got spanked by Manchester City 7 0. Last match out. And now they face Arsenal. Now, Leeds United, you know, I guess at home they've been okay. Arsenal have been pretty crappy on the road. But the, the Gunners do have momentum coming into this match. They have now found themselves from early season strugglers. Remember match three? They were dead bottom of the table after that 5-0 shellacking they took at the hands of Manchester City. Well, since that time, since that you know terrible result, that terrible early result, I think they've only lost two or three games. And two of those came recently, losing to United and Arsenal. However, two wins in a row at home against Southampton, and then the big London derby, that big win against West Ham United. Folks, I have to take Arsenal. Minus 110, I'm going to take Arsenal with a 2-0 scoreline here. I think things are going to get tough for Leeds. Again, as I said earlier, I think Leeds' saving grace is the fact that the other teams below them are just so bloody awful, right? All right, next up, let's move. That'll round out Saturday's matches. Only two. How disappointing is that? Sunday, 
Wolverhampton Wanderers. Well, let's start with Everton Leicester. Postponed. Bada bing. But we do have Wolves Chelsea at Molyneux. And um, this is an interesting match because Wolves don't score, but they really, really are tight. If you watch the match against Liverpool, they were excellent. Okay. And yeah, they played really well against City and Liverpool. They played very, very tight. They did actually end up losing both those games. Anyhow, uh, I think Chelsea will find it tough to break them down, but they will eventually. Uh, I'm not saying a big scoreline. I'm going to go with Chelsea, minus 170. They are the oddsmakers' favorites. I'm going to say that is going to be a 1-0 scoreline. Next up. St. James's Park. Oh, God. <laughs> Poor guy. Newcastle United are going to face Manchester City. I mean, Newcastle just thumping Leeds 7-0, right? I mean, Man City thumping Leeds 7-0. Newcastle are lackluster, to say the least. Two losses in a row, 3-1 against Liverpool, 4-0 against Leicester City, 1-1 against Norwich, 2-0, they lost against Arsenal. They did have that win against Burnley, but Burnley are awful. Newcastle don't stand a chance. The function is, what is the scoreline going to be? Newcastle have conceded more goals than any team in the Prem, folks. I have to make this one a 4-0 victory for Manchester City. And at minus 550, odds makers are betting strongly that that's the case. The over three and a half goals is minus 110. And the final game of the weekend is probably, well, not probably, is for sure the biggest game of the weekend. It's Tottenham-Liverpool. At the Tottenham Hotspurs, Hot, top, Tottenham Hotspurs Stadium, um, Tottenham haven't played in two weeks because of COVID. They have been training. Conte's a good manager. He's organized. Did you know Liverpool haven't won in London this season? They drew Brentford. They lost to West Ham. That's an interesting stat. Tottenham don't concede many goals. They've conceded 17 goals in the season. Defensively, this team is not bad. And they have won three in a row. They beat Norwich. They beat Brentford. They beat uh, Leeds United. But they don't really score. And Liverpool don't really concede. They have the almost the second best, third best defense in the, in the league. They've conceded 13 goals. They have a 35 plus 35 goal differential. Tottenham have a minus one. They've scored 48 goals on the season, which is an unbelievable amount. I know pundits are saying this could be a draw. I have difficulty seeing anything but a Liverpool win here. Minus 175. I'm going to say Liverpool are going to win this. And I'm going to give them a healthy scoreline, folks. Three goals to one is what I say. Three goals to one. So, 50% of the matches this weekend have been cancelled. 
you know, we're going to get to the point where a team like Liverpool City have played 18 and a team like Burnley have played 15. I mean, at some point, you know, it's going to get really interesting. By the way, Tottenham have only played 14 goal, 14 games. Liverpool played 17. The Liverpool-Tottenham game will make it 18 for Liverpool, 15 for Tottenham. There's something quite, you know, weird about that. But, you know, COVID is COVID. That's, they're going to have to stop fans. They're going to have to put teams back in a bubble if they hope to get through the end of the year. I know that sucks for the players and their families. But, I mean, I, I, you know, just off the top of my head, I, I can't really think of any other way that that's going to work. Let's recap. Aston Villa, Burnley at Villa Park. I'm saying take Villa, minus 138. I didn't give you a scoreline. I think Stevie Gerrard gets it done with a 2-1 scoreline. Uh, Leeds United, Arsenal. Uh, Arteta over Bielsa. This will be 2-0. Arsenal will get a rare away victory. Wolverhampton Wanderers, Chelsea. This will be a grind at Molyneux, but I think Chelsea are going to edge it 1-0 away. Newcastle, Man City. Well, this is a forlorn hope for Newcastle. I don't see anything for them here. 4-0 for Manchester City, minus 550. That's minus 550. And finally, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Take, again, they will face, Tottenham will face Liverpool. Take Liverpool, 3-1 scoreline. Mohamed Salah, the best player in the world right now. But one of the reasons that he's able to shine is that he has other players around him who are equally, well, maybe not quite as good, but just about as good. I'm talking about Diogo Jota. I'm talking about uh, Sadeo Mane. I'm talking about his, you know, wingers, Trent Alexander-Arnold scoring an absolute blinder of a goal. Uh, the midfield has really improved a lot, and Virgil van Dijk is back, establishing his dominance in the back. All right, those are my picks, courtesy of betonline.ag. I'm Nick Gieber. I'll be right back to wrap it up after this. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. All right, welcome back. By now, you should have somehow realized what Oasis, Wonderwall. Uh, if you have any musical requests for the breaks, let me know. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash worldsockradio. I'll happily try to throw in a tune or two of your choosing to make it more uh, palatable. If you want to listen to my dulcet tones, at least you can sit around and wait eagerly for a song of your selection to appear on these mighty airwaves. Well, Soccer Radio, Nick Gieber with you. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. Now you can also catch the podcast at our podcast network, Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, or anywhere you get your podcasts, whether that's Google, Spotify, Apple, you know, you know it. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find this show. Just search World Soccer Radio, and I like to think you won't be disappointed. Will you? Oh, come on. Folks, COVID is running rampant around the Premier League. It is running rampant around the NFL. It is running rampant, period. Do me a favor. 
go get your vaccine booster. And if you haven't been vaccinated, go get vaccinated now. This is very simple. Don't let the politics get in the way of common sense. Yes, you can still get COVID even if you have a vaccination. Yes, you can still get the flu even if you've had a flu shot. What does it mean? It means the flu isn't going to keep you in bed sniffling, sneezing, feeling like crap when you've had the shot. If you get COVID and you've had the COVID shot, it means you're unlikely to go to the emergency room and die. Okay? Doesn't mean you're not going to get it, but the chances of you croaking are a lot less. So do me a favor. Go get the shot. Go get the booster. I'm getting my booster on Sunday. I do hope you will join me. I also hope you will join me on Monday. Let's talk about the games. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. I want everybody to have a wonderful, safe, and happy weekend. I'll speak to you on Monday. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.